The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. In its fourth season of presenting personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, the official podcast of FetishCon. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as other educators and sex-positive personalities sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is your host, John, or as they are known in the kink and fetish communities. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. So happy to have you as we continue season number four with an amazing model who started in Playboy and has made her way through the fetish world in ways we can only imagine. Callie Logan started in the industry as a glamour model posing for Playboy in 2001 while simultaneously working as a pharmacy technician and going to college. Over the next several years, she appeared in various magazines and print ads, eventually delving into the world of the internet. Doors opened up for opportunities to work for fetish companies and she loved it. Callie toured extensively around the U.S., combining a variety of glamour and fetish products until 2010, when she moved from California to New Jersey and started her own production company. In addition to her career in the adult industry, she works as an RN, has two school-age children, and enjoys spending time with her husband, friends, and family and she's a big fan of music and attends any live shows she gets a chance to go to. The wonderful Callie Logan on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. What was the genesis of what made our guests who they are? We begin that journey with the first five. Five questions about firsts. First time you received the message that you were going to get to pose in Playboy, what were your thoughts and what were your emotions? Um, I didn't really believe it until I like went there, did the shoot, and actually had the magazine in my hand. <laughs> because I, how I found out about it was like through these random glamour group shoots. And I was like, yeah, right. Like every single thing that happened, I was like, BS, you guys are like just pumping me up. And like the only reason I went to it, I was like, whatever. It's like a fun gig. I get pretty pictures. I get a little money. And then, you know, like it finally happened. And I was like, oh, I guess that was real. 
when you opened up the magazine, how are you feeling? Um, I guess just kind of like, uh, I guess beside myself, because it still just seemed like, why would anybody want to take pictures of me and put me in like print and put it all over the place? Like, uh, it just didn't seem normal. <laughs> I was never that kind of person, like, um, thinking that some, you know, like, oh, I'm so cute. Of course, somebody wants to take pictures of me. <laughs> First time you ever had a thought of fetish in your mind. So this is a funny one. <laughs> um, I had been shooting fetish for a while and did not know what it was. <laughs> so I was doing this web series. You may have heard of it. Um, you know, did you ever Paris Kennedy? I have heard the name. She had this web series that was called Slayer Paris, and it was like a parody of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I was just under the impression it was a web series, and like it was such a big production that I had no idea we were doing fetish things. <laughs> and so, like later down the road, I got invited to do bondage stuff, and like as I was talking to the girl I was going to a bondage shoot with. She was telling me, like, no, you were absolutely doing fetish stuff, like, with the wrestling, with the superhero stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what? I thought bondage was the only fetish. <laughs> so, again, I am just a naive human. <laughs> That's just beautiful. Doing fetish videos before you knew they were fetish. <laughs> I'm acting. <laughs> Love that. Moving from California to New Jersey, when did you know it was the right move for you? Uh, gosh, that is a good question. I would say probably after me and my husband got married. Like I had been here maybe a year, a little over a year maybe two years, two years by the time we got married. And it was rough. I came here with no job and had, you know, I'm like, I have a degree and 10 years of experience. Why would it be hard for me to get a job? That took a year. And then like things started settling down. down. Like after we got married, my business started working out. And I'm like, all right, I can do this, I think. <laughs> but it took me a while to really just sink in. And when you move as an adult, it's hard to make friends. <laughs> so so yeah it took a minute i'm not gonna say it was instant <laughs> i'm going to ask because i'm afraid that if i didn't ask and there was an answer that i'd be sad that i didn't get the answer shoot <laughs> first time in your registered nurse job somebody recognized you let's cross our fingers it hasn't happened at that job yet, but it did happen when I worked in pharmacy a few times. The first time I was 19 years old, working behind the counter of a retail pharmacy chain, and I closed the store that night, and I walked out to my car, and someone was, like, waiting for me. Oh, I'm a fan. I loved your Playboy, this and that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is not happening. Cause it was a little scary, you know, it's like 10 30 at night, he knows where I work, 
but that was it. I never saw the, the person again. He was a younger guy too, like close to my age, I would say. And he just wanted to say, what's up? And like, I recognized you. <laughs> you mentioned that you didn't know what fetish was until after you were shooting, but first time you were ever put in bondage and how did it make you feel? So that was in, what year was that? Can I remember? <clears throat> 2004-2005-ish and it was for FM Concepts and um, it actually like I expected it to be painful and just miserable and they took it super easy on me and like gave me some nice ties and they didn't give me the crazy big ball gag that breaks your jaw so I honestly just was like a little relieved that it wasn't torture and I was like I could do this it was kind of fun and, um, you know, as the day got on, the, it got tighter. And then I felt like almost challenged to make sure that I look pretty and like move well. And I still had my little like glamour poses in me while I'm bondaged up. So I was just felt like a challenge and a relief at the same time. <laughs> we will talk a lot more about the fetish world that Callie Logan lives in, the New Jersey fetish producer extraordinaire when we return on what women and other wonderful humans want presented by dating kinky with thanks to kinkster merch on etsy for more than three years we have presented this podcast as a labor of love without paid advertisers we do this as we want to give back to this wonderful community for all the gifts it has given us if you want to financially support our efforts, please visit bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit, and give what you can to help Catsuit travel, teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We will give you that address again later in the show. Now, here are some words from Catsuit's friends about things you should know about. Hi, Catsuit. Thank you so much for sharing your wholesome space with the team of Fetish Bacchanal. Sparkle the Brat and I, Goddess Alanis, will be hosting a three-day Kingfield retreat in Jamaica, June 28th to the 30th, 2024. This is going to be an escape of a property with a cleansing mineral cave right in the heart of it. Follow at Fetish Bacchanal on Twitter for more updates on ticket links, vending, performances, and more. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. We are proud to be the official podcast of FetishCon, and we want you to join us in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11th, 2024. The trade show brings together models, producers, industry leaders, and fans from all over the world, and brings you great classes in kink or how to become an industry professional. You can get all the details at fetishcon.com. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? 
Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, (laughs) Uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners, written by Princess Natasha Strange, that's me, (laughs) is available on Amazon. Go get it now. Empowering designs for fetish models, doms, sex workers, or anyone else who needs to be seen as their authentic selves. Visit the What Women Want podcast store at Kingster Merch on Etsy to see those and other wonderful designs for all kinksters. Now, back to the show and more with our guests on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Welcome back to the program, joined by Callie Logan, who is in the midst of a bunch of thunderstorms up in New Jersey. I'm used to us getting some uh, pretty bad storms here, but you're uh, going through them up there 10 days of of uh, rain? Well, I think this might have been yours that you just gave us the rest of. <laughs> Don't blame me for the weather in Ohio, because I'd have a lot to blame for. Callie you and I actually have something in common and I mentioned it before the show and I said I'm going to hold on to it but you and I are both members of the ultra girl multiverse oh you've done a clip for that series I am the shadow demon and the voice of the purge Oh, I was the one that was with Constance and with Rachel Adams and literally just enveloped them because I'm six foot four and weigh about 250. So I could literally envelop them and then leave them on the ground shivering. (laughs) Well, that must have been fun. Tell me how much fun it is to play that character. Because it was literally the figment of one man's imagination, and now it's turned into this huge thing. It's a lot of fun. Um, I love playing superheroine in general. Just, I was a big theater nerd. So <laughs> being able to have that campy personality where it's like over dramatic a little bit, and I'm going to save the world, but I am the worst superheroine ever. So I'm obviously also going to get tied up and have all this peril happen to me. It's for some reason, like, that's one of my favorite. Plus, the costumes are always so cute that it that helps because you just feel like, oh, I look pretty cute in this. <laughs> so I, I really do enjoy those in general, but the whole lot of it, the acting and the bondage, usually, like, it's fun bondage, especially if you're with someone else and you're both looking at each other like, are we going to get out of this? And then we add the special effects later so it looks even cooler in post-production. It's, it's a good series. You talked about being a theater nerd and liking to act. And you also mentioned that you never pictured yourself as somebody that other people would want to see in pictures. When did that start to change for you? 
Um, I still don't know if I uh, believe it, but I guess I have to because it's been almost, what has it been, 22 years now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, maybe when I started my company and uh, saw the requests coming in, the scripts, and then I started wanting to like hire other models, but people were still asking for me primarily. I was, I think that's where it kind of started to sink in that I was like, maybe I'm kind of good at this, you know, like a decade in, I'm starting to believe in myself a little bit. <laughs> cause I would really just, I always felt like the reason I got so much work was cause I was so reliable. I just mm-hmm. showed up because a lot of times you do get to a shoot and the girl didn't show up and it's like, well, let's just call Callie because she has showed up for sure. And like, <laughs> it's a consistent thing, but, um, yeah, it took me a while to understand that, I guess, that it was there was more to it than just um, I came to the day. <laughs> Do you remember the first note or first comment you got on a video that made you go, wow, this is uh, me? I got to think like so far back. I feel like so here's one that was pretty good. There used to be I think it still exists. I don't know. There was like this, um, it was like when the websites first started coming out with like single girls would have a website for like striptease or whatever it was. Um, we're talking like early, early two thousands. And there was like a poll or something like of the hottest celebrities. And I was on it and I was like, what? There's no way. Like this must be some sort of typo, but then there's like a little bio and people will like write their bio, like what about you that they have conjured up from the internet. And I'm like, pretty accurate. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> done to, to wrap your head around like, all right, somebody sat down and took the time to do all that. That was pretty much like a, a moment, I guess, like an early moment of, okay. <laughs> so when people do that, they see the character that you are. Right. Is it sometimes hard when people don't see the real you? Um, I guess in a way, because there is like some, for me, it's only when it's like in a not respectful way, you know, just, I can give you an example. I have very hard limits on, um, I don't do any in-person session type stuff and I'm very clear about that. So literally today, somebody wrote me an email that said, I know you don't do sessions, but I'm hoping we can be friends and we can wrestle together for a film. And I'm like, you literally know you're crossing my boundaries. Like that's irritating. I have a life outside of this world and those the limits in this world pertain to my life outside of it. So like, just respect them. And those are the only times where I get a little bit like, God, but then for most part, like, I don't, I feel like a lot of my times I'm pretty open and honest, at least on my social media, like a little bit, like here's my work stuff where I'm like this sexy dom or like this little damsel or, you know, I'm like so embarrassed because I'm naked, even though like I could care less about being naked in real life. (laughs) So like the acting part, but then there's also me just like at a concert living my best life. So I feel like that there's enough of the real me available to kind of make your own you could tell the difference maybe i don't know <laughs> i would think that your authentic self just makes you even more attractive 
because my gosh, you live a pretty darn good life being an RN, being married, being a mom. And sometimes I know that can break the fantasy. Right. But the fact is you're able to bring both of those to life and be able to have people see those. Yeah, I, I maybe it's just for me too. Like with the little niche I put myself in, I feel like it's such a real, a, a bunch of real people that have like, um, maybe just more open mindedness than just you know my work people at the hospital or like just little bits and pieces of the world. So maybe that's where it feels like it. Um, you can be all of those things, and it's okay. Like you don't have to hide any of your stuff. Like. I did have, you know, a few people when I first got pregnant, a little disappointed that, you know, oh no, it's, you're going to be ruined forever. Now you're tainted or whatever. And then that just opens up a whole other door for the people that love pregnancy fetish and MILFs or whatever. So it's like, <laughs> if you don't my life that evolved, like I'm not an 18 year old glamour mom anymore. I'm a 40 year old mom <laughs> that still does this. <laughs> We all evolve. Like, is it okay for me to evolve too? <laughs> and I feel like our little fetish community, it is okay for us. Just a sad little story that I heard. I had a friend, um, my friend Vanka got a tattoo and somebody wrote her this like nasty email, like scolding her about how could you do that? <laughs> how could you change yourself like that? We liked you the way you were before. I'm like, who is we? How rude. Like, okay, just don't watch my stuff anymore. There's like literally thousands of other videos you could pick from then. <laughs> like you had to go make a point to email her <laughs> you bring fantasies to life you aren't the physical fantasy right and I feel like a lot of times doms have a problem with that like where they won't do anything submissive because it'll break that wall that they've made for themselves so for them I, I you know it depends on how you're putting yourself out there I'm just basically like I'll do whatever as long as I'm comfortable with it Let's go. <laughs> Let's go back to those early years, which I still can't believe you didn't know were fetish and it was totally fetish. What was that first shoot like? What were you, do you remember what you were doing and what you thought you were doing? I was a, I was a cheerleader. We had like scripts with pages and it was written like a real Hollywood script. I had a costume and, um, we did like all the dialogue. We were in this, uh, you know, studio that had a little set for, oh, it was like a little diner set. And then the fetish parts come out where the other two cheerleaders like turn into vampires. One was Christina Carter, by the way. Ah. <laughs> it was like, and you know, I'm just like, and first of all, I'm just like looking at her eyes as she's like grabbing my boobs with her vampire teeth. I'm like, oh, she's so pretty. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be scared. <laughs> so that was fun. But it was just so cool. Like, honestly, for a first fetish shoot. And, you know, on I did wrestling stuff, too, before that. Because the um, the person who ran my CallieLogan.com website way back in the day, he also had a wrestling site. So, again, I was wrestling for them and no idea. I was just like, oh, yeah, you want me to wrestle this girl in my bikini? Sure, let's do it. I don't know how to wrestle, but they taught me and I got my ass kicked a lot. 
having Christina Carter on your first fetish video, did she give you any advice? Um, so on that day, honestly, it was super busy and we were like really working hard, but I ended up seeing her and her partner at the time, uh, like down the road at a DT shoot. And I was, you know, still working in the pharmacy and it had been a, maybe a couple of years by this point that I had been like making my rounds around the circuits. Maybe it wasn't even a couple of years, it might've been a year. And they were just telling me like, no, you can make this a career. You do it just you can be brave i promise you it's possible they were right <laughs> was there something that just hooked you um the flexibility was a big plus i've never worked a nine to five i've always had another job but it has never been monday through friday nine to five like pharmacy was very flexible i could do sometimes four tens and then i would travel because you back them up, right? You do like your four tens, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you travel Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you do your next four tens, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So you're, you're working every day, but I still like, I got to see the world that way. So like I had these flexible jobs. I was meeting a lot of fun people, doing fun work, truthfully making more money than I was making in the pharmacy. So it all just like kind of fell into place and made sense. As like time went on, everything that has like progressed this far was just something that made sense. <laughs> Tell me about a shoot that you went into going, I'm not too sure about this, but then it ended up being really, really cool. That's a really good question. Was there one that I thought was going to be bad that ended up being good? I can think of one that I thought was going to be bad that ended up being bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you can share that if you want to, because I know our listeners have all gone through those. Yeah, this one, um, we I got flown out to this place called Kamloops, Vancouver, Canada. So like, I'm in another country. Yep. And it's this mud thing. And they're basically like, they weren't clear on what the pay was going to be. We get there. It's just two people. And it's, and then me and another model. And so we're like, okay, this feels weird. I get into a situation where I'm like really getting stuck because it's in this like bog where there's um, trees or like whatever, bamboo, but underneath where it sticks out, there's all these roots. So as you go down to try to get your knees up to pull yourself up, you're hitting the roots. So you're like really stuck and I can't go up. I can only go down. And I got upset. Like they eventually like, threw me a boogie board to get me out and I was upset and they're like but that's what the fans like the real fear and I was like oh so my safety is of no concern to you that's fabulous and we ended up me and the other model fled the hotel in the middle of the night drove to Washington where her husband happened to be or no he drove I'm sorry he drove and picked us up from he happened to be in Washington uh, like Seattle area mm -hmm. drove back and I took a flight out from the airport there and went home so obviously I like did not make any money because I spent all my money on my flight to get the hell home. <laughs> and it was just a nightmare. It was so awful. <laughs> I was about to say, did he pay you in Canadian, but never. <laughs> well, that was or like, they said it was like whatever it was per day. And they get you up at before the sun comes up and a day there, because it was that time of year where the sun and it's so close to the, um, like Alaska, I guess the sun yeah. was up 
16 hours. So that day was not like a work day where we go to work from nine to five. So that was very misleading in itself. It was just a bad, I, I don't know. That was dumb. I should, of all things, I'm going to leave the country. All, I'm also not going to tell anybody where I'm going. So if I do disappear in this bug, nobody's going to know. <laughs> but it's important to tell stories like that because other people, and I, I just recently had a friend who was flown out to Greece, a, a pro-nom that was flown out to Greece by this wonderful sub and she got there, and the first few days were great, but then it all turned to hell. Oh, man, that's scary. And you're in a foreign country, like, you got you got to hope to hell that they didn't end up swiping your passport from you. I think safety is something that we probably don't talk enough about on this show and, and also within the community. What are some of the things that are important to you when you book a shoot? to make sure that everything's good. So I don't really book many shoes now, but back then I usually wouldn't book something. I mean, I was spoiled this way. I had enough friends in the industry. I wouldn't usually book with somebody that I didn't um, know. Like I, I did, and then I didn't get a, from a referral, like from, you know, one of my friends that was already shooting. And I was lucky, like you asked about Christina. When I did tell her I was like going to start touring, she gave me all these contacts in Chicago and because I told her that was where my first tour was going to be. And she like set me up with a bunch of shoots. It was so sweet. And then same like Kobe Lee helped me out a lot. And like Daniel Trixie would tell me because they all traveled so much. They would tell me like yes or no to work with people. So I got a lot just lucky there. You can't can't say there wasn't some amount of luck about it. So referrals, obviously, but you know, like that some people need their first try, right? So like, who's going to give the reference for that? That's a tough pickle you're in, I guess. <laughs> um, there's that. And then also just, you can kind of feel someone out. If you say like, I'm a, right, I have a producer. I have my studio space in a commercial building. I have never said to a girl, like, you can't bring your boyfriend or you can't bring a chaperone. Of course you can. Like, actually, does your boyfriend want to help me move shit? Because every time I shoot here, I need, like, seven pieces of furniture moved. <laughs> so that's kind of a red, red flag for me if somebody's weird about, like, you know, in the beginning when I first moved here, my uh, my husband, but my boyfriend at the time, he would, like, drop me to my shoots. And, um, you know, if somebody was ever weird about that, I, I would just be like, well, then we're not shooting. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so just... What else? There's a lot. I feel like now it's a little easier with the internet and we, I'll let you in on a secret. Us models have a secret Facebook group Ooh. where we will tell them if like either a client is, you know, like a custom client is doing shady things. Like, you know, sometimes you'll get someone that'll order a custom and then they will try to like do a chargeback or something or try to complain and get like another free custom because you didn't do it right that so you know we have those and then we talk also about like any time any issues that you've had with producers or you know session guys in the wilderness <laughs> so <laughs> I think probably a lot safer than when I was traveling um I didn't think about it when I was younger I guess because of just always going pretty much for people that I already worked with, but you never know, people can change. Cause I worked with someone that was recommended and um, 
I got to their space and they said they had a place for us to stay. And it was me and this other model. I've never met this girl, but she's young. She's a lot younger than me. And um, I, they were like drinking the pro the producer. We'll say that in air quotes. And uh, I go, all right, well, where's everybody sleeping? And he's he's also sleeping there, by the way. And he's like, oh, well, you know, we have an air mattress to put up because it was like this apartment with no furniture that they were doing a shoot out of. And I was like, wait, you think we're all just going to sleep in one bed together? So I still had my hotel and I took the little girl and I was like, you're, you're coming with me. You are not staying here by yourself with these two grown men in one bed that has one blanket. Hell no. It's, by the way, February in Connecticut. So, like, mm -hmm. it's also. So I just, I brought her home and I was like, we're going to put you in a hotel and keep you safe. It's like that was someone that was fine before and then decided to, like, start acting weird. The friendships that you make along the way. I heard the names that you just said, Kobe Lee, Daniel Trixie, Christina Carter. These are people that I'm like, okay, if if you're gonna have the the ring of honor of fetish models, there you go. <laughs> Callie <laughs> Logan, you know. But I'm sure you develop friendships along the way and mentorships. Was there anybody that just took you under their wing and said, Callie, come with me, I'll show you the way? Yeah. Um, Kobe, Christina and Kobe were like the first ones that were like, we're doing this. And um, Kobe, I met her at a glamour shoot and she gave me, we actually ended up going to each other's weddings. Like we became that close. So it's, we got after the kids, it was like, well, I guess neither of us can ever travel again. So <laughs> see you. <laughs> but um, it's, she was so sweet. Like, just like Christina did. And she would give me contacts when I traveled and I would go to Atlanta and she would host me. So I'd stay at her place and like we would shoot a little and then I'd drive around. She let me borrow her car when she, cause she wasn't home one time when I was touring, she was out on tour herself. So she's like, oh, leave, left your key in the lockbox, take the keys. It was like, she was super awesome. And then like California, some of the models are like Sin Sage. She started like bringing me around to different producers there. And, um, She's the one she brought me to. You might know them. Do you remember Anton? Yes, I know. I, I don't. I know of them, but I. That's yeah. one of the. That's one of the classic names in bondage that I remember. Superheroine in peril. So yeah, like she introduced me to them, and uh, I met her at a DT shoot. So she was like a really nice friend, and actually, I just hung out with her last weekend too. <laughs> her and her husband. It's her husband and my husband are two little peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's wonderful like like i was saying earlier like with just genuine people it's usually easy to click with my friend vanka here like we met at a shoot this is funny this is how i'm telling you i'm a smart person i was like the i had the highest gpa in nursing school but i'm also so dumb sometimes i went to a cunt busting shoot Four weeks after having a baby. Oh, no. I, I guess I forgot <laughs> what happens when you have a baby. So when I meet my friend, Vanka, and I'm like sitting there and I'm pumping as she's putting on makeup to dress like the Joker. And I'm like, this is a scene, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, good friends. You know you have a friend when she can kick you in the vagina gently. <laughs> 
the more you know. <laughs> Producers that you have worked with, and I know you've worked with so many of them. Are there some that just really stand out because of how amazing they are? Yes. Uh, the one that I like try to model my business after is DT. They are so good to the girls. They send you like all the scripts that you're going to be doing that day. So there's no surprises on set. You know what to bring. Um, they're, they're like organized and there's like, they have this really awesome dressing room. So if you don't happen to have something, they probably have it for you. So they're really great. And they're just like really fair. They, you know, they try to make everything like easy and organized. So when you get there, you're not like waiting around for three hours for the next girl to show up or, you know, whatever. FM's always been awesome. They were like really just again, like, you know, just little things that I picked up along the way. Like I always bring a cooler of snacks because that's what FM did. And I really appreciated that because I drove from Orange County. It would take me two hours there, two hours back. And so, you know, that four hours shoot is now like an eight hour day. I didn't always think about eating, but they had snacks. <laughs> so they were great. I'm trying to think if there was any that really, a lot of people would host you, which was always nice when you're on tour, because if you had a washing machine and, you know, a bed that was clean, I was just like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> There's a giant test zone here in New Jersey. They're pretty fantastic. Just the creativity. Like, I love being on set with them because um, Gary will, like, have this vision in his head and you have to almost, like, make your mind go to his mind to, like, get the vision and get together. And they're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> but it's, like, it's, it ends up being really cool content because it's just, like, so creative. <laughs> when, we, good. when we come back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, Tally Logan is known as a fetish producer extraordinaire. But when we're talking fetish, the list goes on and on. We'll talk about that when we come back. Connect with the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter, because that's what we still call it, at WhatWomenWantP1. On Instagram, as long as they don't suspend us, at What Women Want Podcast. On Pinkster, at What Women Want Podcast. And on FetLife, as WWW Podcast. And if you want to follow our host, that's easy, as they are Hi There Catsuit on all platforms. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to reach out. Now, some more words with Catsuit's friends. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Craptaculous boundaries are not your fault. The more severe the dysfunction you experienced growing up, 
the more difficult boundaries are for you. David W. Earle. Or as Ms. Titania said, nobody ever warns you that when you come from dysfunction, a healthy mind can feel unsafe. We spend our lives being controlled by others, so we learn to control others. Or we allow others to control us in exchange for love. Learn more about Take No Shit. Build better relationships through discovering, creating, and maintaining healthy boundaries in three, sometimes five, simple steps at my.curiouser.life. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think, and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Thank you for joining us. Please show your support of the show by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and leaving us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our video channel at youtube.com slash at what women want podcast. And to financially support the show, which we greatly appreciate, please visit bit.ly slash thanks catsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We very much appreciate it. This is Nookie, and Dating Kinky has brought you this podcast since day one. We believe in great education for our community, and this is just one of our efforts. Please join us at Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Welcome back to the program. Honored to be joined by Callie Logan, who is an amazing fetish producer. And when I'm talking about fetish, all you have to do is go to her All My Links, which is at All My Links, Callie Logan, C-A-L-I-L-O-G-A-N, and just start looking at the fact that we have Sleepy K.O., Hypno and More, Embarrassed Babes, Bondage Boutique, Fight Club, Femme Factory, Hypno and Freeze, Custom Fantasies for Giantess and Fush Foot Fetish, Power and Peril Super Heroines, POV Femdom. Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I didn't hear you there. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding around, though. I don't actually, I don't do any like actual sexy stuff. Like, I don't do any sex. And that is a beautiful thing to me. <laughs> because, and I know I know it's like, wait a minute, are, are you okay? Uh, but the fact is, I love the fantasy. And when I watch videos, especially when it comes to watching like super heroin videos, I don't feel all wonderful 
because of what I'm watching, I'm imagining what it's like being them or being you. Or I showed you during the break a, a scene that Carissa Dumont and I did is two ultra girls tied to each other at, at FetishCon. That's that awesome. Nice to hear it from the perspective of the consumer. Because I never really, aside from getting the customer requests, and sometimes I will ask, you know, okay, if it's something that I'm not sure about, well, what's, what's the tick? Like, what makes this nice for you? So I make sure I emphasize it. And um, like, that is awesome to know. And I'll tell you, I just got a custom request for, it's a fight scene between two superheroines. Like one went bad. And in the request, there's also POV inserts from the heroine in peril. So I think I'll send that one to you when it gets done. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so very much. I was really surprised because <laughs> I have heard that people are actually inspired by the fact that I do watch videos that way. And yet here it is at FetishCon and other places where my dreams are coming true because they go, John, we absolutely love the ultra dude. What do we call you? But they say you have the courage to come out and live out your superhero fantasies. And I always go, well, they're superheroine fantasies, but I get what you're coming at. <laughs> it's super fun. And it's like nice to have someone that's a male, not necessarily in the either like super subspace or like dominant beating up the heroine space. It's like a nice little in the middle that's kind of new, opening up a new door. See, like we talked about earlier, just open up those doors. <laughs> Of the fetishes that we talked about, are there ones that you absolutely love doing? And are there ones that are just absolute work? Um, so I definitely, and I can't explain why I love ENF, the embarrassed nude female, like where you're, I, the ones where your clothes disappear. Maybe it's just because I just like acting dumb <laughs> or you just don't realize that your clothes disappeared. Then all of a sudden you're, oh my gosh, where's my shirt? And you're looking around for it and you realize your pants fell off too. I, those are just so fun for me or like any of the magic one or the bunk. I do a lot of like butt pranks, Three Stooges type stuff. <laughs> and so those are fun. Um, they're like on my, you know, top list. I wish we could do more of it, but it's like not allowed anymore. But I gotta love a sleepy clip. Or I'm just like, oh, no, I'm getting knocked out. And now you're going to massage me? <laughs> like, oh, don't do that. So I miss those since they're, like, not allowed. I don't produce them as much. But now that I have my gum road, I've been starting to, you know, take customs for them again and post the ones that I haven't released on the stores or, like, got kicked off of all, like, clips for sale, many events, whatever. So hopefully, like, that will take a comeback sometime soon. Mm -hmm. Things where I get to dress up like the superheroine or like I was Little Red Riding Hood last week. And that that was pretty fun. I just because I got to make a little cute costume and then again play like I'm in this castle with these two vampires and I have no idea that they're trying to get me to remove my amulet so they can suck my blood. <laughs> <laughs> so those are fun. Um, honestly, the ones that I just didn't love doing so much anymore, I don't do. So... I used to do a lot of wham, like the wet and messy with the pies and the cakes and whatever. And that just became, because 
the, a, the setup, when I have to go buy a literal full grocery basket of tomatoes or cakes and you're just, just, just the fact of checking out and the people looking at you, like, what is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing with this? Then setting up a pool or put tarping my whole garage to have the cake fight or the, I did literally did a kiddie pool with tomatoes and wrestle a girl in my garage in like in the Northeast in the winter. That was great. And just those, I'm just like, it's not worth it. Honestly, the setup time, the cleanup time, the discomfort during is because here it's just, it's too cold here. Maybe in California in a backyard, fine. Go jump in the pool here. We're not doing that anymore. Or like where the stuff gets in your hair. Mm -hmm. I don't love a wrapper bag now. I'm too old to be getting my hair ripped out. It just doesn't grow back the same. <laughs> So I'm kind of over that. But, you know, for the most part, I don't really have any fetishes that I particularly hate. I'm just Here, here's a fun tip for you. And this is just because I know because I've done it and it's a lot of fun. I actually did a clip with Queen Gia Love, who is a, a wrestler down in Tampa. And we did two Lycra spandex cat suits and wrestled each other Fine. and she said well obviously this is what you like to see i said wait till you feel it and so we're wrestling and she's going oh this is like i can slide all over you i said yes it's like oil wrestling but you don't need the mess <laughs> that's fun and it's true you can literally slide spin around do all sorts of stuff but fully clothed and still sexy. And it's amazing. And it is obviously with a name like Hi There Catsuit, my original fetish was was spandex and, and leotards and tights and, and catsuits. But I have converted a few. <laughs> I'll hmm? have to try to have some, actually. And I do like an oil wrestling. It's not that I don't like it. And I was just talking to Vonka and Mara today at our shoot about how, because we were talking, we did a wraparound tape gag, but we used bondage tape instead of regular tape. And um, we were talking about how if you wear coconut oil in your hair, it won't stick. Hmm. And I was like, I really honestly like the look. I love the way my hair looks after a baby oil fight, but it's just the cleanup. <laughs> if someone wants to host that and do the we can talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Pally, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Looking back at all these years of history, I have looked up to you for many a year. I mean, I, I've been a fan of bondage models and fetish models since the Harmony days. So I really have a great appreciation for someone who entered the industry 20 years ago and is still going strong and you absolutely are oh thank you so much it was nice to meet you lovely meeting you and uh we'll definitely stay in touch because i'm looking forward to seeing how your journey goes from here you got it over 20 years in the industry and so many stories to tell. Thank you, Callie, for sharing some of your stories with us today. Have you missed an episode or want to catch up on our nearly 200 episodes? 
All our shows are available in the archives. And here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. From her sheer size, Ivy Davenport is not your usual fetish model. From body positivity to being able to empower models who aren't your typical glossy 8x10s, Ivy Davenport will join us next time. New shows premiere every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. And we look forward to having Ivy on our show. And a very special announcement for you all now. Our 200th episode is coming up in December. And I am so happy to announce that we have our guest for that episode. The woman I will be talking to in episode number 200 is a member of the very first class of the Dominatrix Hall of Fame. Her history goes back to the days of Harmony Communications, which is back when I first got into the world of fetish. She has been a mistress since deciding on her first sub 51 years ago. I am honored and privileged to tell you that the guest on our 200th episode coming up in December is Mistress Stephanie Locke. I am so proud that she has chosen to share her story with us in December. Special shout out to our friends at Kinkster Merch on Etsy. They have the entire line of what women and other wonderful humans want merchandise, now including mugs and notebooks. As many of you know, I am known for giving out my notebooks, and now you have an opportunity to get a very special one designed just for our listeners. Kinkster Merch on Etsy. Thank you to Mistress Kai for making her shop available to us and to you. I'm John, also known as Hi There Katsu. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. <laughs> <laughs>